Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 337 with a review of The Imitation Game. I'm Christopher Schneezy. <clears throat> I'm Carson Patrick. Sorry, it was mid-yawn. <laughs> and I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different things. You may have noticed that this... Uh, episode was a little bit shorter than uh, most of our episodes are. We are trying to cram through uh, several different reviews. We got Imitation Game, we got Wild, we got The Hobbit, we got The Interview, we got Into the Woods, and uh, we got Unbroken. So we're trying to knock those out as fast as we can. So this is going to be a little bit different uh, structure than normal. We're going to give ourselves an actual timer, speak quickly on the subjects, and uh, then try to crank out as many of these as we can to get you through this big holiday season. Um, now, what are the odds people like this better and start demanding that all the episodes be 10 minutes long? I, I mean, I, there, there is an aspect to it that I'm sure people will like uh, better. Uh, I know personally myself, I listen to like a million different podcasts. So every time there's like, oh, sorry, guys, this is going to be short. I'm like, it's cool. I can get through it. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that uh, we have you know at least a couple fans who enjoy us talking at length about different films. So hopefully, hopefully people enjoy it, but not too much. <laughs> So what do you don't say, get, guys? Don't get too much fun. You, re- you ready to do this? Yep. All right. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for the imitation game and then come back and give people a review. This war, we're not winning it. If you speak a word of what I'm about to show you, you will be executed for high treason. It's beautiful. It's the greatest encryption device in history, and the Germans use it for all communications. Everyone thinks Enigma is unbreakable. Let me try, and we'll know for sure. Mr. Turing, do you know how many died because of it? I don't. Three. While we've been having this conversation. Gentlemen, meet Mr. Turing. We you to work together, then? I'm afraid these men would only slow me down. Popular at school, were you? We're short on staff. We get more staff, then. You have six minutes to complete the task. Is it even possible? No, it takes me eight. Five minutes and 34 seconds. You said to do it in under six. What is it that we're really doing? We were going to break an unbreakable Nazi code and win the war. Oh. You know, to pull off this irascible genius routine, one actually has to be a genius. I'm designing a machine that will allow us to break every message, every day, instantly going to need all the help you can get, and they are not going to help you if they do not like you. Have you decrypted a single German message? You will never understand the importance of what I am creating here. Our patience has expired. No! If you fire Helen, well, then you'll have to fire me. Me too. And me. You better bloody work. Helen, you do not have to do this alone. What are you doing? What's going on? The Navy thinks that one of us is a Soviet spy. You've got more secrets than the best of them. What if I don't fancy her in that way? Can't tell anyone, Ellen. It's illegal. I'm just a mathematician. Sometimes it is the people who no one imagines anything of who do the things that no one can imagine.
Alright, we are back. We are talking about the imitation game. We are doing this very strict. Carson, you have three minutes to tell us what you thought about this film. <laughs> and go. Luckily, uh, this one will probably be pretty short, so uh, I I enjoyed the intimidation <laughs> game. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm a genius. Um, yeah, I like the imitation game. Um it's uh, obviously not for dumb people. Um, <laughs> that's, that was a joke, since I can't can't pronounce the title. But anyway, in, in, um, intimidation was actually a pretty interesting pun, <laughs> considering the story of this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, go continue. Sorry, I wasted. Why 10 don't you let seconds. me try? Mm. Um, yes, I enjoyed the movie. I thought um, it was sort of a conventionally uh, told story, but done well. Um, I thought that it was kind of the opposite of the theory of everything, which was a conventionally told story told badly. Um, And I thought that this movie was purely elevated by uh, the performances and uh, just the subject matter was inherently interesting. And um, I think it's, uh, I I think it's the, the overall uh, focus of the movie is a lot better than something like Theory of Everything just because, like, they're actually focusing on the guy you want to know about. Uh, so that's good. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, this story was kind of confidential for a long time. And now it's in the last couple of years, it's come out, you know, that these guys were responsible, uh, mainly Alan Turing for, you know, cracking the code and everything and uh i think it's a it's a very it's a very heartbreaking very interesting story and i thought it was done i mean pretty well for for a movie that's clearly going for like the awards bait uh, i think that uh you could do a lot worse and i think it's overall swiftly paced and uh it, it never uh I don't know, it never feels hokey, like it at least feels like genuine in the sense that, yeah, it may not feel like, it, it does have that feeling of, uh, you know, Hollywood biopic in some parts, but uh, it's overall, uh, it's just a really well-made film, and I think that, I don't know, that's, I, I was just, I was pleasantly surprised, like I, I thought that, you know, it looked good, the, the period recreation was good, the actors were good. And the directing is 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 very good. It's directed by the guy. I always bring up this movie on the on the podcast, but uh, Morton Tildum, who did Headhunters, ten um, seconds. Okay, Headhunters, which was good. So he did this one, also good. Anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> all right, good because your time is up, Stephen. You have three minutes. Yeah, uh, that again should be plenty of time. In fact, enough time to tell the story of why Chris and I both saw the imitation <laughs> game twice. Um, so we, Chris and I were together and saw it one time uh, after an office Christmas party. And various things happen at a Christmas party which make you <laughs> tired and maybe not, not the best time mm. to be watching a kind of slow-burning biopic. Um, and we both fell asleep for, for large parts of the movie, I believe. Um, <laughs> And and so what I remembered from watching it the first time was like what I saw was well acted and nice, but it wasn't really a coherent narrative um, 
turns out things aren't coherent narratives when you're asleep for half of them. Um, <laughs> That's because when I saw it, I, <laughs> when I saw this movie again, I really, really loved it. Like it, this was a very well made movie. I think Carson hit the nail on the head that it is a very like traditionally told story. Um, they they do a few kind of fun things with not fun. It's a very sad story, but a, a few interesting things with paralleling like his current interview with the story that he was telling in the past and his childhood, like, you know, they, they leapfrog a little bit back and forth, but on a whole, it is a kind of, um, straightforward story. And I would also agree with Carson that it is in the same category as the theory of everything, but far surpasses it as far as like the quality of anything. Um, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is extremely good in this character, even if I do think they play up the, genius as asperger's person a little bit too heavily but like he he definitely still nails it um the whole the period is very believable the story is engaging uh, they take what should be a very difficult thing to discuss which is encryption and the math behind it and manage to kind of weave it into this idea of artificial intelligence and turing machines and things that from a cs perspective you hear about but it's a story that's never really been uh, told to the general public before. And I think, of course, with the things surrounding his his death and the tragedy of all of this kind of having been unseen for 50 years, then it's a very important story to tell. And I think they really just nail the emotional beats of the movie and the the broad arcs of the science. Even if at the end, I was kind of left needing to Wikipedia how the machine actually worked. <laughs> but... <laughs> Mm. You can't really fault them for that. I mean, they made a pretty tight movie, one that anyone who was not just at an office Christmas party should be able to sit through <laughs> perfectly fine without falling asleep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was really happy with it. Ten seconds to spare, Chris. <laughs> there you go. Okay, you're doing your own timer, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Carson's the only one that can't do his own timer. No, I mean, I would. I'm just relying on other people. Yeah, we get it. You're lazy. So it's cool. <laughs> no, yeah, you know. All right, time for my three minutes starting Too many now. algorithms. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as Stephen said, fell asleep several times during uh, the first being of this film. But on return to it, uh, yeah, same, same as what Stephen said. I, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I echo everything both these, these two characters uh, just said. <laughs> um, I had a great time with it. I think that, you know, it's, it's amazing how on second viewing there were scenes that i remembered and i remembered the details down to a t of what was happening as i was like half asleep during those scenes but for like the emotional resonance of the film like hits perfectly when you're actually awake and watching it and there are some absolutely brilliant scenes in this film um i've talked offline a little bit with steven about one of these scenes which i won't actually go into details about for the context of the film for people who don't know the story um, but yeah, I think it's well acted. It's a really engaging story. Um, my only complaint is, uh, you know, Stephen's Wikipedia comment about, you know, like I, like, as the film presents it, Turing from the beginning just has this great idea to build this awesome machine and um, it's probably going to work, <laughs> you know, like that's it. So I have no idea how the machine works or where um, the inspiration or like, like wh where he had the idea for coming up with it. It's sort of just like from the beginning, he knows what he's going to do and he spends the whole movie trying to do that. Uh, so that's really my only complaint. If I had to have a quote unquote complaint about it, but besides that very engaging film, um, very, very interesting, some pretty big emotional stakes throughout 
and uh, all the characters are fairly enjoyable, even the ones that, you know, are supposed to be semi-adversarial to Turing are, you know, their, their interactions are still, still interesting and still engageable. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I need to use my last minute because I think we're good. Uh, very much Damn. enjoyed the film. Professional. <laughs> um, so we, uh, I think we can allow for some general random discussion that isn't our quote unquote review at the end. Do you guys have anything specifically you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted to bring up, like we both mentioned the the fact that they don't really motivate what is behind the machine. And yeah. part of that, I think, is that they're they're trying to tie this into the general story of Alan Turing, where the big thing that he discovered, or that he proposed rather, were Turing machines, like these building blocks that from them, hypothetically, everything we're doing right now on a computer could be done from a single Turing machine with an infinite amount of tape and infinite time. Yeah. Uh, like, like that was his big proof. And they were shoehorning that in importantly because like his story has never been told before. But I think the relation between that idea and the particular machine that broke Enigma is not necessarily clear. Uh, and it might be because these are two similar ideas but not the same and they wanted to make it fit into one narrative yeah uh, so they kind of left it vague like the thing that's cracking enigma is the same thing that is learning and uh you know like like they were trying to wrap it in a night a nice bow where if they really delved into the details of it a little more then the the analogy between all of his ideas wouldn't really mesh <laughs> quite as well so was he already working on these sort of things prior to trying to shoehorn it into enigma or was... yeah he had he had published his like ken machines think paper uh, a few years earlier I, I think he and Karen knightley even talk about it in the movie yeah, yeah i remember yeah. Him talking about the paper yeah i think he talks with his uh his uh <laughs> intimidationist um yeah. during his interrogation um, oh right, yeah. yeah. And, and but, he, so I think when when he decides to crack the Enigma machine, uh, <laughs> I so so basically the ideas of the universal Turing machine are more computer science and like theoretical. Uh, I don't think it was actually his particular goal to build the prototype that would do this, because uh, an actual prototype that would do just what he said is you know, it needs infinite amount of tape and infinite time. Like, it's not the practical way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so I think he published on this kind of thing, laying the foundations for what machines could do. And then he built one very specialized machine, which, like, probably benefit from that science. But it isn't like, it isn't like the machine that cracked Enigma would also pass the Turing test. Like, you know, they, they make it kind of in a neat little package to to tie all those things together. But yeah, I mean, in reality, I, th I, think I think they were was, pretty. Separate. I think it was clear that the machine he was building for Enigma was specifically designed for Enigma only, but that it would be the foundation for things that could do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I also just wanted to comment. Um, I do agree that structurally the movie is uh well done. I I like that they kind of cut back and forth between his younger life and uh, his you know current life and some of the ways that how you come to find uh out certain things are is is well done uh i like that aspect and um there was something else i was going to say but i can't remember so i i also really love and this is like pretty early on the scene where he goes in for the job interview that he's not actually interviewing for <laughs> he's just trying to convince the guy like look i don't speak german i don't know anything about oh, right, what you're doing yeah. but i'm assuming you're working on enigma and it's a puzzle 
and I'm basically Sherlock Holmes, so I'd like to join your group. <laughs> well, Tywin Lannister was just like, I have not taken a shit today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, scared, is... <laughs> he's scared to go in outhouses now. <laughs> but no, Cumberbatch was, was really on the ball in this movie. Um, I really like the scene where he tried to be humorous. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, he, he just nailed everything about this. And it's weird because you'd think it might, he might just, he could have easily just copied his Sherlock persona, but he creates like a whole different character, a whole different kind of genius. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we can probably save our last minute of this five minute segment and just get on into our uh, verdicts. So Carson, if you're going to give this a must see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat or must avoid, what would you give it? I would definitely give it a must see. I think it's crowd pleasing and uh, yeah, it's a well done film. Steven. Uh, easy must see for me too. I mean, it it fits in a clear genre. It does it very well. I wouldn't say it's like the most groundbreaking movie of the year, but it's definitely a very well told story and one that is worth checking out. Yep. I would give it a must see also. Um, obviously, skip it if you are inebriated and very tired. But uh, <laughs> If you're sober and awake, it's a very enjoyable film, very interesting story, and uh, definitely worth a watch. So that wraps us this, up this abridged episode of the podcast. So Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Steven. Sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning to get the episodes. Um, fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com. If you want to email us, uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will probably come from uh, soundtrack to Imitation Game, so hopefully you are enjoying that. And we are going to head out and jump into our next review, so talk to you guys later. <laughs>